Welcome to Tap That, EFT and other holistic friends, where you can connect with practitioners, healers, coaches, and all people of woo from around the world. Our mission is to provide you with holistic healthcare options through the power of the internet. Here, we're all about unique people, exploring unique solutions for a unique you. Tune in as we discuss various topics within the realm of alternative healing. From tapping techniques and EFT to herbal remedies and yoga positions, there is something here for everyone. Join us as we explore the wonderful world of alternative wellness together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tap That EFT and Other Holistic Friends. It is I, Lane, and today I am joined by Maria Yakimchuk, all the way from Chicago, Illinois. Maria is a transformative, I was about to say some other word, um, <laughs> a transformative EFT coach. So please welcome Maria. Hey, how are you going? Hi, Lane. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to join you. Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here. Would you mind just telling the audience, probably giving yourself a bit more of a better introduction than I just gave? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you did great. Yeah, so I'm a transformational EFT coach, and I focus on working with moms, primarily moms who are struggling with anxiety and depression, whether it's anxiety and depression they've had their whole life, or if it's started postpartum. And I focus on using EFT and self-compassion as a way to help them heal from their anxiety and depression so they don't have to take medication and they can actually move on with their life. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I know that you mentioned that you're trying to prevent them from resorting to medication. Tell us a little bit about why you're trying to do that. Medication, you know, for, I'm sure in the Australia, it's kind of similar to the US as when you go to your OB or, you know, your, well, we call them PCP here, which is like your regular doctor that you would go to your uh, physician. There we go, <laughs> remember <laughs> the word. The first line of defense, when you tell them that you have depression or anxiety isn't even necessarily to send you to a therapist or another or a counselor, but to give you medication. And a lot of times it's antidepressant medication. And uh, we have different medications that are both antidepressant and anti-anxiety. My beef with those medications is that they all come with side effects and sometimes mm -hmm. pretty severe ones. And, uh, you know, when a mom is postpartum, a few things can happen. So if a mom's breastfeeding, there's a lot of worry about taking medication. And so let's say a mom really does need medication, but she's scared because she's worried about how that might affect the milk supply, how that might affect baby. And so her choices are to either take medication or do nothing. And my hope is that I can provide that bridge of, you know, you can heal yourself. You don't have to take medication to heal yourself. And you don't have to do absolutely nothing. So that is why I wanted to help moms for postpartum, especially newly postpartum, because I want them to have a choice because there are other options between, you know, not taking care of your mental health or having to be a medication and then worrying about how is it affecting my milk supply and how is it affecting my baby. Mm -hmm. And in general, I've just never been a big fan of antidepressant and anti-anxiety medication. I have a master's in psychology and I had beef with it ever since I was taking my master's. I even got into it with a teacher once, but uh, I not my cup of tea. I think the side effects for me just outweigh the benefits. But I know for a lot of people, that is literally the only thing they have access to. And I would say that it's better than nothing. But I think counseling, I think things like EFT, I think other holistic methods are 
my preferred method of combating things like depression and anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. And could you maybe explain to everyone that's listening the difference between PPA and PPD? Yeah, absolutely. So they can look kind of similar and can actually occur at the same time. So just because you have postpartum depression doesn't mean you don't have postpartum anxiety. But typically what we see in postpartum depression is we see different moods. We could see somebody being really irritable, could see somebody being really sad, really low energy, really unmotivated. No matter how much sleep the mom gets, she's just never rested. And I know with baby, baby and sleep, don't seem synonymous, but sometimes we do get lucky and we have a baby that could sleep eight hours straight. And even when we do that, still feel completely flat out of energy. And another thing we see a lot in postpartum depression is rage, like what we would call mom rage, where you're so angry at everyone. Usually you will take it out on your partner, sometimes on yourself, sometimes on the baby, though that's a lot more rare but you are very rageful and that's what we see in postpartum depression. Now, postpartum anxiety can be a little bit different because you could have some of the same symptoms. You could have irritability, you could have issues with appetite, you're either eating too much or too little, you could have sleep disturbances, but usually with PPA, we're having sleep disturbances where you're not sleeping enough, like you're checking on your baby all the time, seeing if they're breathing, you can't sleep because they're grunting or maybe they turn a different way, you just literally cannot sleep. You have things that we call intrusive thoughts, which are those really scary thoughts that are actually quite normal for anyone to get. It's just they become an issue when they're preventing you from functioning. But it's those kind of thoughts where you're picturing yourself dropping the baby down the staircase or maybe falling along with them and you see all the blood and gore that goes along with Mm -hmm. it, right? Or you're picturing yourself smothering the baby or accidentally drowning them, things like that. And those are very distressing thoughts for a mom. They usually come with postpartum anxiety. Postpartum anxiety, you also might be seeing that you might want to leave the house, but you can't leave your child in anyone's care. Not your partners, not even your mom. Even if you have great relationship with these people and you would trust them otherwise, you simply cannot trust your baby's care to anyone else. So those are kind of like the things we're seeing in postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. So there's overlaps, but then there's some differences as well. And such an isolating thing to have to experience, even though it is quite common. So it's interesting and fascinating, again, that this is something that birthing people go through and experience collectively, but in their own way as well. So how did you get into this line of work? So as I was mentioning, uh, many, many years ago, I got a master's in psychology, then, you know, that pursuing my license got slightly derailed by us moving between states and then having kids. And what I've experienced is when I had my first son, I started getting depression in my pregnancy that then turned into very severe postpartum depression when he was born. And I had both. I had postpartum depression and I had postpartum anxiety. At the time, I wasn't really talking to anyone about it, didn't really admit that I was having it. I didn't have my doctors check in on it very much. But, you know, having my degree and my knowledge, eventually, when I sort of started coming out of it, I could look back and say, well, I had it and it was really severe. The sad part was, though, is with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, it's just like any other depression or anxiety. It doesn't go away if you don't treat it. And I didn't end up being able to treat it because then I got pregnant with my other son. And then it was like the newborn days all over again. And it lingered. It lingered for almost seven years before I was able to take care of it. So I was 
I went back to my regular therapist. I was trying to do all the holistic approaches that I could think about, supplements, diet changes, all of these things. And I was still feeling so demotivated and sad and overwhelmed and just listless all the time. It was really hard to kind of live my life that it was so many years down the line. I was still experiencing it. So I was trying to find something. And I think that's how EFT landed in my lap. I think I was just researching different modalities and I came across EFT and just sparked my interest. How it sometimes happens, things just sort of land in your lap and you're like, this is it. So I decided to take the program that I took because the first part of the program was all about healing yourself before you go on and heal other people. And I thought that was great. Mm. Not only am I looking for healing, but I also get tested out on myself and to see if it works or not. And so I did it. It worked. It worked fantastically. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to continue studying and I'm going to pass this on to other women but especially moms who are also struggling like this and they're feeling like there's nowhere to turn thank you so much for sharing that and in terms of you know saying that it works what was kind of the turnaround time frame for you and what were you experiencing during that time to be like wow eft does work for me yeah so for depression the turnaround time was kind of slow because it was a big one i had it for almost seven years at that point as i was saying plus the underpinnings of depression were away in my childhood so it was a big thing to unravel so the timeline with depression i would peg at around half a year mm-hmm. but before that as as your listeners probably know since you do tapping as well as eft is not only for mental health it's for physical health as well so i'm also a migraine sufferer and have been for many many years that was the first thing that started resolving i ended up having chronic migraines which means that i had uh, migraine episodes more than 20 days out of a month after my second son was born and nothing was helping with it uh and yeah it was, it was rough <laughs> So I was, um, when I started doing EFT, I think the turnaround on my migraines going from chronic to more episodic, where I would only have them like maybe a couple of times a month, nothing like, nothing I couldn't live with, probably two months or less. I started seeing that a lot faster because seemingly that was a simpler issue to unravel. I got to the Mm -hmm. root of it a lot faster and I got through it a lot faster, but the depression, because it was such a such a big issue. It took much longer, but there were obviously signs along the way of how I was getting better because I would get moments where I'd be happy that I didn't experience before. So it was like glimpses. And yeah. I think, yeah, I think anyone who's been on the healing journey knows it's not smooth. It's not like you're like, oh, now I'm getting better. It's more like you get glimpses of what it might look like that you're getting better. And then the dark clouds come again. But then eventually the clouds do part and you're like, this is what I've been working for. And that's kind of how I felt last summer when my depression finally lifted. It was like, oh my God, I didn't know this could exist. That's amazing. And such a beautiful kind of like analogy for people that are listening that may be struggling as well, that, you know, it's not just It's like one day you wake up and it's like your depression is cured and you're all good. It's like you said, getting those glimpses of those happy moments you haven't had in a little while and thinking, oh, okay, like this is what I'm working towards, you know, and it's getting somewhere. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us. I love doing it, sharing about this, because for me, this journey was amazing. And I would really hope that other moms and other women can benefit from this as well. 
Yeah. So why do you think that other mums want to come and see you? So I think other moms can come and see me because unlike a therapist who might be really booked out, at least that's what we're having in the US is that it's really, really hard to access therapy services because the therapists are overwhelmed. I do hold at least a couple of openings a month to make sure that I can take on uh, clients who are in a crisis so they don't have to wait. Uh, I also know for a lot of moms, there's a big fear about working with a therapist because they're worried that they might call child protective services and take the baby away or something like that because therapists in the US are mandated reporters and they would have to do it if they thought the child was in danger. So I know there's a lot of stigma and fear. I know my moms don't have to worry about that. I will obviously be there if their help is needed, but I'm not a mandated reporter. I do not have to call someone, nor would I ever call someone because a mom is having depression. Just because someone's in depression or anxiety doesn't make them an unfit mom. Also, I think I provide convenience that not all therapists do. I do everything virtually. So you can do it in your home while baby's napping. You don't have to leave the house. And then the other benefit is uh, once you work with me, you kind of learn the process of EFT and then you can carry it on between sessions and after sessions and do it for yourself as a self-care uh, tool and as a tool for any time stress is going to come up because even if we heal, even if depression, let's say, goes away, goes into remission, it's not like we won't get stressed out and it's not like we're not going to have moments where we're really upset and we need some help. EFT is a tool you learn and you can use it anytime, anywhere, which I think is wonderful. Definitely. That's the thing is that people kind of have this expectation that you're never going to feel these negative feelings again. How great is that? that that's not great to be honest with you like where we are human we are designed to feel a whole range of emotions and it, it's healthy to be upset or be angry it's about the action that you take outside of that um towards yourself or maybe towards others that's really important and so i just wanted to make that you know very clear yeah i i agree with you yeah i think that is the one part about healing that People do kind of think that if you're healed, that means you're never going to be, you're never going to get angry or sad, or you might never have a moment where you might feel depressed or things are going to start piling on top of you. Um, that's never going to happen. Like uh, that, it's true. It's not human. It's not, we're not designed to only be happy. Like that's yeah. not a realistic goal and no one should ever be striving for. Yeah. But what does happen is when we're healed is that we build up resilience. Yeah. So then when next time when this happens, we can get back up a lot faster rather than continuing lying on the ground face down and not knowing what to do that to me that's what healing is all about 100 percent that resilience piece so important thank you for bringing that up healing is a journey not a destination as they say mm -hmm, i agree <laughs> So talking about the fact that you do work online, what are the online services that you provide? So right now I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have two different packages where I do, I have a monthly package where you buy four EFT sessions and we work on whatever issue you have presenting at the moment. I also have a three-month package, which is more structured and it's geared towards moms who are really, you know, lost themselves in motherhood and need to relearn a lot of things. They need to learn what they're all about, what they like and what they dislike. They need to learn how to put up boundaries and how to find happiness and joy in their life now that they're moms. And honestly, how to rewrite their motherhood story to the one that fits them and that they love. So that is my other package. 
And then I'm also planning to roll out a tiny, tiny little package where I'm going to have one session where I can teach you how to do EFT for yourself for self-care. So you don't have to wait a whole month. You could just jump in, start it out. And if anything comes up, you know, I'm there and always to consult and uh, help you out. That's amazing. I love that. That's really good. Because, yeah, as we mentioned earlier, EFT is a tool that you can do on your own. You don't necessarily need someone to be there with you. However, I mean, it also depends how deep you want to go. Sometimes it can be really traumatizing to kind of get stuck in the specific story or event or the the physical issue that's going on for you. So yeah, it's really nice and a beautiful thing to hold space for another person and have them hold space for you um, as you're doing EFT. It's like anything. It's like when you, the other day, for example, I was talking to a girlfriend about doing yoga and I said to her, I'm like, oh, I find it so funny that I pay this money just to go and like stretch for an hour. And she was like, yeah, but it's, it's about the person holding space for you and actually having that kind of motivation to go and do the thing that you said that you were going to do. Like, yeah, you can stretch in your own home, but sometimes it's different being in a space with another person who is, yeah, offering up their time and, and helping you through it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I always tell uh, whoever I do consult with is that for heavier issues, I would absolutely love that you come to me and not try to do it yourself. Because yeah, as you were saying, the last thing is we, we would want you to do is to get to a point where you're re-traumatizing yourself. You're stuck and you don't know how to get out. So yeah. my tiny, tiny package is to teach you to use it for self-care, but for heavier issues, I absolutely recommend the other two yes. packages. Yeah, don't go at it alone. No. That, that, can, that can end poorly. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maria. Is there anything else that you wanted to chat about whilst we're, whilst we're here? Yeah, I'm very excited to be able to share it with you and to any moms who are listening who are you know, feeling alone and just think that they're the only ones just know that you're not. And, you know, yes, we are isolated. We feel like we're the only ones and no one else is struggling. There's a lot of us that are struggling and, but there, and there's also places for support. You know, that's why I like to open my doors to my moms and to offer that support because it is so hard to go through it alone. You you really go into a deep, dark place and, um, and you have somebody walking alongside you, it's a lot easier to get out of it. It's a lot easier to start enjoying your life. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for joining us today. So appreciate you being here. Uh, thank you for having me, Lane. Thanks, guys. humans thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of tap that eft and other holistic friends your support means the absolute world to me and i would love it if you could share this episode with someone or on your socials where you can tag me at eft.lane that's eft.laine Or better yet, go that extra mile. Maybe you could write me a review and leave five stars. I'll leave you with that. Love you. Bye.